Hello again everybody, uh, this is uh, Jason Powers and today I'm going to do a uh, book plug, uh, some will call it book shilling, but uh, so I've written a title and it's coming out on May uh, 6th, 16th, it's called Operation Virus, the Delivery of COVID, Chaos and Communism to the United States and the World. I'll read you the description and we'll talk about it then. And we're back. Um, so today, um, I'm just going to read you the description here. Uh, just I'm putting together the final touches on this um, this year-long project of uh, trying to describe what's going on in the United States of America and the world at large. Uh, there is a lot of world impact. Um, I don't want to just so for um, international audiences, particularly in the UK. Australia, India, places that speak English, I guess is the best way to put it, because it's in English, of course, because uh, I'm I'm not as uh, versed with the tongue as I would like to be, but uh, I think it's important to uh, to talk about this, so um, here goes. One lived the experience of the novel Wuhan originating coronavirus, the propaganda, the authoritarian responses, the fears, real and imagined that permeated the landscape of the world's entry into the 2020s. But what did our leaders know about all of this, and when did they know it? How did this become the response after the last century of medical knowledge and innovations? These questions were not allowed. To ask them, average people were immediately silenced by forces unknown to exist deeply in medicine, but hypothesized to be at play and other lucrative, multi-trillion-dollar arenas. The pulling of our strings through coordinating politicians, the health officials, and creating chaos, all were done with a gleeful mission to strip humanity of its liberties in the name of this flu, a climate objective, a great reset of all human endeavors. 
It sounds so conspiratorial. And well, one must admit just a year or so ago, the level of complexity and inner workings of it would have appeared too fantastical to a mere mortal. But then again, like the computer nerd programming, the paramount leader propagandizing, and the transhuman promoting German organizing a world organization from Davos, such a unity of missions su- suddenly made sense. It fit. Each has coalesced their power bases. The nerd masterminded a $100 billion empire in computing alongside a $50 billion foundation for good, with the Oracle of Omaha slyly kicking in $30 billion for that good. The great ping has taken charge of the world's largest population with technocrats, a 50-cent army, and the world's first totalitarian social credit score brutally applied to $1.6 billion. The CCP dream is to manage the entire world population and to submit the United States because the Middle Kingdom is just the superior way. And lastly, humans must evolve into perfecting visions of yet another German who assists the former two in aligning subservient multinational corporations to this so-called globe-saving and resetting vision. If it sounds evil, you're not in this elevated club. If it sounds good, then apply within to become a technocratic minion, or much more probably, a feudal serf. Operation Virus was unleashed on humanity to achieve a globalist agenda that has been laid out in the documents going back over 50 years. One of their key objectives, population control. Its Malthusian roots spring up every so often to weed out the lesser among us, but compassionately so. Whether it is in the food we ingest, abortion promotion, a one-child policy in China's yesteryear, or councils and organizations funded in the billions to achieve that goal, the overriding issue is that this petri dish of life is too crowded when seen from a 100,000 square foot estate or atop of a media or industrial empire. Or, much further up the power chain of humanity, Pareto, if you will, always operates. Their fears are that your life interferes with their plans. You're getting too close to them in economic station without appropriate social distancing, and one cannot maintain control of those who will deign to think for themselves. This book discusses a host of social, economic, and political intrigues that occurred since entering the decade of 2020, how these came about, and what the end game is. You will own nothing and be distanced from any dreams you once had. So I think that's a fairly concise uh, um, layout of what the premise of this book is. Um, I've been uh, working on it since really the writing of it started in uh, probably about middle of May. Actually, I was uh, uh, working on a a film. That was the first thing I released last summer was... uh, a film tied to it was a three-hour film that I had uh, p- pieced together, based upon what I saw was the Gates objective, um, and some of the other interactions with other world powers, um, the Democrats and the DC objectives that were there. DC is very much involved with this and very much on board with this. When I say DC, I'm talking about the the current uh, state of affairs between our agencies and uh, the politicians on both sides of the aisle. They were on board with getting rid of Trump by any means necessary, including the SCOTUS, um, yeah, our justice system, 
our education system, our uh, agencies, federal agencies are overrun with uh, people that are deployed to uh, um, get what they want, and they're trying to terraform uh, what I call terraform the United States into a malleable version of the the CCP model. This authoritarianism that's being used through corporations, when you call it corporate fascism, but the government is uh, uh, outsourcing their ability to spy and monitor on all of us, and they continue to do so because that way they can get what they want, which is in control. There's been a deal or negotiation that's been allowed to be ha- allowed allowed to happen uh, between Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and uh, Google, obviously, and a host of other sites or other uh, entities that have decided that they want to get involved in the corporate, uh, what's called the government-private partnership. That way the government can get around the, the U.S. Constitution because private businesses aren't ostensibly beholden to the Constitution, though they should be. Let's make that a, I think that's a, a premise that I think most of us always thought held true, but as it turns out, that's not the case because of the way uh, a way we've been allowed allowing the Constitution to be interpreted, and this is the this has been the key aspect of which the the lawfare has been uh, been deployed on the U.S. by China and other entities like the UN and the World Economic Forum and and their partners. There's been this uh, this very uh, malevolent alignment including people that used to run our government um, going back 30 years or more you can include uh, all the ex-presidents so George Herbert Walker Bush who's obviously departed but his son Barack Obama Bill Clinton Hillary Clinton all the all the cast of characters are involved in some of the in, in one way shape or form with this particular situation what level they're of complicity they're involved in. The maybe the biggest thing is that they're. Uh, I, don't know, I got a broadcast up. The biggest thing that they're involved in is that uh, <clears throat> their agency holdovers are in Washington D.C. They were the ones that were carrying out the policy. Now I can hear some people say, "Well, don't you think Trump's involved with it?" Uh, no, I don't think he's. I don't. Th- I think he's aware of it, highly aware of it. I think he may have made, may have done th- things to stop it, and he may have also done things to actually make it happen because um, he didn't have maybe the level of uh, a level of awareness that he should have, and it certainly didn't help that when you're trying to run for re-election and run a country and during a pandemic, the idea was always to keep him tied up and hemmed up. Um, you know, this isn't about his moral uh, culpability to this because what could he have done? I mean, he's one person. That's when you have to get down to it. What can one person do by themselves? No matter how powerful you think the president is, he still has people around him that would have very well done whatever was necessary to get rid of him. And I think you know what I mean by that. Um but now they we we can't you can't worry about that you can't cry about that if no matter what how you feel about him you have the you have what you have in front of you now and you have to work on that and that's the book itself probably won't address a lot of that the idea of this is to to understand the underpinnings of a, a bunch of different aspects of this and I know there's many people that don't believe in grand conspiracies out there 
or don't believe that uh, they exist. It's almost uh, it's negligent upon the negligence in their mindset to believe that 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 doesn't occur. What do you think the G20 is? What do you think the World Economic Forum is? What do you think these big world leader meetings are about? Why do you think corporate America meets as much as they do? What do you think it means when a, a hundred or two hundred uh, particular entities decide to sign on to some letter stating their position? Do you think they're not having uh, uh, confabs or 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 talks or discussions? I mean, there's been, I mean, not only not only at the highest level, but their underlings or their even their vice presidents, etc. This is a policy issue. Many of these companies have been taken over by this upstream uh, wokeism. Uh, we know what wokeism is. It's just a form of communism coming. It's not a. It's not the actual uh, end end game of it. But that's. Uh, it's not the actual end game so far as as is installed yet. But that is the end game of what they're going towards. They want you to have no property. They want you to be subservient to them. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party puts out. Every five years, a message, uh, the 19th meeting of their Congress, and there was an 18th meeting. And if you look at the, the things that are mentioned in those things, they're talking about Marxism. They're talking about those kind of ideals. They're talking about selective free speech, which is based upon where you stand in the hierarchy, the elitism that they have. There's only speech for a handful. Of, there's only speech for certain people in China. They wanted that to be the model in the United States. As one person put it this morning, who's an expert on China, he said, uh, the elites in Washington, D.C. don't believe in God. They don't believe in, they're, uh, they are aligned with China in regards to their atheism or their uh, their antagonism towards uh, the idea of a, a God. So, of course, you're going to be the enemy if you believe in God. If that's the reason why you see much so much of the labeling now that's going on the otherizing of of people who are Christian uh, and attacks on Christians, and they want to and of course they're linchpinning it to MAGA, and they want to destroy that entire situation. It's the reason why people like Liz Cheney of the Republican Party is coming out uh, uh, very forcefully. I mean, not only is she a war pig because she's just like her father. But they're tied to the entire globalist agenda. I mean, all you have to do is go look at the the people they these people run around with and who they were, who they've uh, supported for twenty, thirty, forty years. Uh, I mean, Cheney's in her mid fifties, but uh, her father was, you know, king king of uh, at least the vice president for <laughs> under Bush, and of course you got the Colin Powells and this. The Susan Rices and the Condoleezza Rices and the uh, the Gateses and uh, Robert Gates. I'm talking about James Mattis. All these big wigs that are on these boards and they're in D.C. And they don't care about you. And they don't care about what you think. All they care about is where you're going to send them the money. And all they want you to do is shut your mouth and keep on rolling over for them. Uh, and they're deploying the Chinese model on you. Because they're, they're, a lot of them are compromised by this. Not only do they believe in some of this stuff, they actually are compromised by it. They don't really care about Western values. They, they have divorced themselves from reality. And by the way, they're the reason why we are where we're at. They are guilty and they know it. And do you know what guilty people do? 
They do any, they'll use any kind of excuse to get out, get out from underneath responsibility. They're going to use you as the fodder for that. They'll project onto you. They'll make you the responsibility for it because they don't want it. They will never accept responsibility for the things that they did that were wrong, like getting us in the Iraq war. If we hadn't gotten in the Iraq war, if we would have, uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, if we would have held our guns and been more principled and more moral, we would have had a host of things that would have never occurred in this country. And Obama's the same way. If he had never went over to Libya and done the, done the dastardly deeds there, you wouldn't have had the Arab Spring. The whole idea was to destroy the entire... Uh, the, what they did was antagonize the Middle East, but they knew what the end game was supposed to be, which was they were trying to, they're trying to create this conflict. They're trying to create chaos and they're trying to ruin it for the entire world. Um, that's, a, that's a larger agenda afoot. And they want power. And they want to get it back from you. They don't want you speaking out. The internet has become a, a, a antagonistic to them. They hate the internet, I bet, in many cases. They love it for what they can get out of it, which is spy on you. But they hate it because they hate you. The fa- they, hate you they hate trolls. They hate people telling them the truth. They hate people telling them what they think of them. Uh, they they read the comments that everybody else does. These people have very big egos, huge egos. And what does a leader not want? He doesn't want uh, uh, antagonism or criticism or differing views. Differing views are not allowed in a communist country. The communists believe not in anything called freedom. They hate the Constitution, yet they exploit our they exploit our freedoms in this country to educate their children. That's what they've been doing for the last 35 years. These people are reprehensible. They steal from you. They steal from the American public. They steal from other societies. They're nothing but leeches. Uh, and I'm talking about the CCP. Not I'm talking not talking about all Chinese. Though I, I you know, trying to delineate that to an average human being is quite difficult. But if you think of the the size of the CCP as a party, and the people that they keep at the top. They keep the rest of the people down, and they do it on purpose. There's an objective. They like the elite. They like power, and they like power coalesced at the top, just like they, just like our D.C. people do, just like I'm sure it happens in Britain, and et cetera, et cetera. The elite always want to stay in t- charge. They just want less of you and more for them, and that, that's the way it's been. Now, in, in, in the idea that you think that there's going to be some uh, socialist utopia out there, is mind-bogglingly uh, stupid. Just that's just my uh, that's my uh, high-level view of what that is. So I'm gonna leave it there for now. I I think I've said enough. Um, I appreciate anybody who's listening, and um, this review is um, isn't just about that. The book itself is goes into um, the deeper impacts of. The COVID virus, um, the educational system, the media, uh, the propaganda, um, the the, birth, the rise of BLM as an antagonistic force that's being well supported by corporate America uh, to the billions. Uh, the concept of what went on with the election and what Joe Biden is and what his son is and the D.C. rot that goes around it. And Gates is discussed in quite detail as is Klaus Schwab and the genome, a, a genome editing 
and I host other topics that are just you know about the political the political antagonism now this book is over 600 pages long and even that then it doesn't do justice to the entirety of this this problem I could write a, a book like this could be double that length that's there's that's how much um, how much intertwining and, and much detailing and analysis that would have to go into it and people would say well you can't make it more concise in truth if you were discussing it from every angle and every point in the world probably not that being said in comparison to the 5,000 page document that was signed by our congress to provide food for us or uh, I don't know subsistence uh, I think this is a much worthier read and yet they put uh, but don't don't be fooled into believing that all those people they hired to write that document weren't uh, weren't screwing you the entire time. So it's on Amazon. Uh, you can pre-order it for nine ninety nine, but it will be on sale as soon as uh, it gets it gets in the works. So I appreciate you listening. Uh, thank you for the uh, remainder of the day. God bless America. God bless the United States of America, and take care of the entire world. <laughs>